Getting split Getting split ready. Getting split ready. Getting split ready. For my wife, God rest her soul. Oh God, I'm so sorry. No, no, no. She's not dead. We're just divorced. Unscripted and honest discussions on divorce and separation. Getting split ready. What was I supposed to tell him? I divorced you from the show? Here's your hosts, Doug Katz and Mariah Pleasant. Hey, it's Doug Katz and Mariah Pleasant with another episode of Getting Split Ready. Another great guest tonight. We've got with us Jessica Malmquist, who is the founder and principal of Greenwich Law Group. Greenwich Law Group. Law Group. There's so many different permutations of the different firms. <laughs> I never get it right. So Greenwich Law Group and president of the Collaborative Law Institute of Illinois, a fantastic organization we'll be talking about a little bit kind of what they do and, and collaborative law today. Uh, she's also a mediator. A lit, uh, she does litigation, collaborative, which, again, close near and dear to her heart, and acts as a guardian ad litem. And really interesting, does, uh, has worked extensively in international, uh, dealing with international couples, uh, got her some of her training, some of her education overseas. Yep. As well as Cleveland, which I think some people consider overseas. And, I might um, agree with you there. So we'll just jump right in. Hi, Jessica. So let's start with what is collaborative law or collaborative divorce? Well, collaborative law is an ADR um, method of coming to conflict resolution. Um, a collaborative divorce would be when you use collaborative processes to divorce. So that means uh, does mean different things to different people, but in essence, what it is is you will have uh, multiple attorneys representing the parties involved in the divorce. You sign what's called a participation agreement, and you will have neutrals involved in the process. Those neutrals can be financial neutrals. They can be divorce coaches, which act as mental health uh, neutrals for the parties. You can have a one or two coach system in that. Um, and then you can also engage the use of other experts. So you may have valuators for businesses. You may have valuators for personal property. How is that different than a traditional divorce? A traditional litigated divorce would be when one person files a case and you are handing over the process to the court system in which you are located. So your jurisdiction and where you're getting divorced will have a certain uh, plan and start timeline for your divorce um, and then you will be on that track when you have a collaborative divorce generally speaking you are not in the legal court system and you will be able to set a pace and a method of getting divorced that is geared towards the couple who is getting divorced you mentioned the term ADR um, how does that play into the whole collaborative, what collaborative is? ADR is alternative um, dispute resolution. There are different types of ADR. Mediation is one, uh, arbitration is one, and collaborative is another. Help us understand the whole team. You mentioned some of those folks. How do they, how do they work together? You know, it's one of these things where a lot of strong personalities, I'm sure, how do they, what do you see when they're working together to, for that common goal? Like, how does that all work? For people who practice collaborative law, whether it's a mental health professional who acts as a divorce coach, a financial who is acting as a one or two party neutral, or an attorney, you really have to adjust your thinking. 
so that you can work with the other professionals. Instead of being an adversarial process, as a litigated case would be, you are there to work together and you operate under an umbrella of transparency, which allows you to work with the other individuals. A strong working relationship with the divorce team is going to be, or with the collaborative team, is going to be very, very important for a successful collaborative case. What are some of the benefits of working with a collaborative team or going the collaborative route? Going with the collaborative route, allow, route excuse me, allows you to take control over a process of which you actually have very little control in. Um, it takes two to get married. It takes one to get divorced. Mm -hmm. It is not necessarily true that both parties want to get divorced. Uh, in a collaborative type case, you are able to make adjustments and bring on board the other person. You may also be dealing with a family situation where one party is far more financially savvy or has had more of the financial control in the relationship. Whether that was voluntary or involuntarily or involuntary doesn't, doesn't really matter. Um, but it does allow the person with an information deficit mm -hmm. to come up to speed through the use of possibly a financial neutral, slowing down the process so the people can catch up. Um, same on the emotional side with the use of a divorce coach for the party who may be reluctant to actually get divorced. Is there any, is there, is there any cost advantage? Uh, you know, <coughs> divorce is expensive no matter what. I think people think they can do it for free. Uh, is there any cost advantage in going with the collaborative? I would actually prefer to split up cost into two different categories. So there is a financial cost of divorce and there is an emotional cost of divorce. So the financial side of a divorce is going to be what it is. Uh, there are some people who believe very strongly that a collaborative divorce will be less expensive than a litigated divorce. I personally am not someone who believes that. I think the case will be what the case is going to be. And you really need to look at what is going to work for the family going forward. Um, when you have a collaborative case on the financial side, you do tend to have more professionals. And so you will have a meeting and if you're a bean counter, you will look around the table and add up the cost per hour, and you may freak out. Yet, Technical <laughs> term, right? Technic that is a legal term. Right. Mm -hmm. um, however, if you were to go to court, uh, you may have only two attorneys there charging the same amount, but I can sit in court for four hours doing absolutely nothing to see a judge for 10 minutes. So um, the financial side, it depends a lot on the parties. It depends a lot on uh, their, their, their assets, right? their liabilities, their family structure, their children. It's also really important to look at the emotional cost. So it is, it is very difficult to go to court and hand your, your life and your divorce over to another person. You also have the emotional cost of not being able to deal with the spouse you have and the person you may be involved with for the rest of your life. If you have children, you are going to be dealing with this person. People have a bad habit of carrying over the actions from one marriage into another. You may be able to work through some of those issues in a collaborative divorce. Why do you think more people don't go the collaborative route? I suspect it's because they don't know about it. Collaborative when compared to other ADR methods like arbitration and mediation is relatively new. Um, 
especially when it comes to divorce. Everyone knows about litigation because they know people who've gone through it. They've seen War of the Roses, right? <laughs> we know these cases. Um, we have mediation where um, there's a lot of misinformation about mediation, but people are familiar with the concept. You have um, arbitration where, you know, there's, there's the mini judge, the person who gets to decide from on high, even though you're not in court. Collaborative is relatively new and only successful collaborative cases will breed good information. Um, we as attorneys, mental health experts, and financials may not also be the best advertisers of good processes. Um, we're all busy people, and we should probably all do a slightly better job. Real quick question on that. I think when people hear collaborative, they think love fest, right? They think these people are getting divorced. How do they, you know, they, why are they getting divorced if they can work collaboratively? Right. But to talk a little bit about that, because it doesn't necessarily mean that they're getting along the way people perceive it, right? Right. So collaborative law is at a collaborative divorce is not necessarily a kumbaya situation. What another, it is another technical term. Another yes, technical another legal term. term. But um, what it is, it's when two people see the benefit to sitting down and working out their divorce together rather than handing it off to other people. And that, that's, that's basically what really needs to happen. Now, I know there are also times where the professionals can create issues, right? Not in collaborative, but you hear about times in, in other divorce situations where the professionals could potentially not necessarily slow down and work toward the objective that the client's looking for. How do, how, does, how do the attorneys and everyone stay on track in a collaborative situation to stay focused toward the collaborative objective of a good outcome? Because there is a team, you really are responsible to the unit. And you can bring up and you have the opportunity to check people occasionally, right? So you will meet beforehand or after and say, you know, when you did that, I don't think that was helpful because of why. Or you can meet ahead of time and say, when we speak about um, ice skating, we really need to make sure we're very sensitive about this because dad hates ice skating, mom loves ice skating, daughter loves ice skating. We need to be cognizant that there may be a disconnect and we won't, don't want daughter to hate dad because of something with ice skating. Is there any way, I know people keep each other in check. Is there any kind of official component of collaborative doors where if somebody goes rogue that, you know, you know how, do you, how do you keep them in check? You know, ultimately people self-regulate and that, and that works, but is there something in place that, that creates a mechanism for more? For every collaborative case, there's a participation agreement. The participation agreement lays out the roles, who's involved with the case, uh, requires transparency, and then we'll also have a disqualification component. So besides the professionals keeping an eye on each other and the clients wanting the process to work, which you don't agree to a collaborative case if you do not want the process to work, um, you have the participation agreement which does lay out the roles. And adhering to the, or the participation agreement is really important. Sometimes you need to pull it back out and say, this is what we agreed to. Are we still all there? So if I'm listening to this and I'm thinking, 
that really sounds like what I want. That sounds great. I don't want to argue anymore, but I don't feel like my spouse is going to be on board with it. What do I do then? How important is it to have both spouses on board out of the gate? And are there tricks up your sleeve for getting the other spouse on board? Both spouses must be on board for a collaborative case. You must agree to take your divorce out of the litigation arena and put it in the collaborative arena. You must sign a participation agreement to be a full and proper collaborative case. As an attorney, I think it's really important when people come into the office to explain to them that the spouse does have to be on board and to provide information. So I provide the CLII website. I provide other websites that talk about collaborative. I have a couple clients who are willing to speak to them if they have questions. The more information you have, the more you're able to speak to your spouse about it to also provide other resources, so the names of other attorneys, the names of other mental health professionals, the names of other financial professionals who may be able to speak to them about collaborative and explain the process where it's not coming from the spouse and it's not coming from the spouse's attorney can be really, really vital in getting the other party on board. Does Do only the professionals sign the agreement? And the, and the parties. So everybody does, so it's agreement between everybody? Everyone absolutely everyone involved in the process and as you work forward if you end up having to send something out to mediation or you need to bring in a new professional they will also sign the participation agreement well thanks so much I you know I think being I'm an affiliate member of CLI I believe in now see collaborative law isn't just in Illinois it's it's nationwide right it, it's international and it's in international. fact in mm -hmm. Chicago this year will be the International Academy of Collaborative Professionals Forum where did it originate California really well, no surprise exactly. <laughs> well thanks so much again I think it's something yes. that uh, more people need to know about I think the outcomes are great absolutely Minnesota it originated in Minnesota Minnesota see now that is a surprise oh, there's a practicality to that right I like yeah. that California like didn't that. surprise us but Minnesota did yes well you know I don't know you know there's a there again there's a practicality I think to collaborative law and a practicality to the Midwest you know <laughs> Midwestern and the ability Just, to self-correct. Exactly, exactly. Yes. Well, Jessica, thanks so much for coming uh, and talking about CLII and collaborative law. Um, I think that if, if we can help a couple people learn about this, it's, it's a great thing because I do think the outcomes are better. Um, I just want to say thank you for joining us as well. Um, I'm also a CLII fellow, and I love everything you guys do. So um, thanks for listening to Getting Split Ready podcast. And... Make sure that you tune in. Uh, our podcast comes out every Wednesday. You can find it wherever you get your podcast, as well as on our YouTube channel. And if you know somebody who's thinking about divorce or you yourself are considering divorce, we really encourage you to take the Split Ready assessment that you can take at www.splitready.com. It's a great way to determine whether or not you're split ready. Thanks so much. Have a good one. Good night. Thank you.